Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Before we start this episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to ask a favor of you. Please open the podcast app you're listening on right now and hit the follow button. This really supports us growing the podcast and also helps continue to produce high-quality conversations around high performance. You listen to us and we want to listen to you. So please also consider leaving a rating and review. Tell us what you love about this episode and what you'd like to hear more of. Give us some feedback as it really does make a difference to what we're doing behind the scenes. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological and emotional state. Carl Honoré is the godfather of the slow movement, and he recently joined the Performance Intelligence Podcast, and in this bite-sized edition, Carl answers the performance uncovered questions. In a perhaps not so shocking move for the journalist and author, Carl comes out swinging with some deep and reflective answers to the most simple questions, and he expands on why he loves the use of words so much. Carl makes me think every time I read a post from Carl, every time I talk to Carl, I walk away feeling reflective. He just has that ability to get people outside of the doing and to reflect and to feel and pontificate and all those other wonderful words. Carl also has a surprising method of getting himself ready for big moments that involves his love of playing hockey. And he admits to replaying games in his mind and mimicking the movements right before he goes on stage. Now's the time that we get the opportunity to shift into one of my favorite parts of this podcast, a segment that we call Performance Uncovered, to, to find a little bit more about you. So sure. number one, uh, you, some of these are cliche, but I like these questions. Your favorite song and why? That's such a hard one because, you know, well, I, I, I think the song that I always go back to is Bad by U2. Oh, U2. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something about that song. I feel that it contains all of human experience. Yeah. yeah joy, rage, fear, love, sensuality, pleasure. I just, I just, I don't know. That song is woven into my life story. And yeah, love it's that song. It's a great song. Great, great band. Especially the, the version from Wide Awake in America. Which is I a kind of liveish version. version. It's got longer, and it just the, the way Bono's voice works in that version is just transcendent. Okay, yeah. there's my home listening tonight. <laughs> your your morning routine? Uh, pretty simple. I, I get up, I do a bit of stretching, I come downstairs and make a green smoothie, and drink it with my um, daughter and wife at breakfast. And then obviously movement to get going before you write. I like that bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then after that, I'll, I'll um, yeah, I'll cycle into the office, or if I'm working at home, then I'll, yeah. So question three, and you've you've mentioned some of this, but what what do you do to change state? What what little tips or tactics do you use if you've got a right? Speaking is an interesting one. You're in Australia. You're you're facilitating tomorrow. You're doing a big keynote on Sunday. If you're not feeling a hundred percent, what what do you do to get in the zone? I usually. I, I suppose my go-to trick there is to channel I, I think I go back to hockey. I just think back to hockey moments yeah. that I've, you know, great plays I've set up and I'll kind of move as though I'm doing it and just get my body moving. Because so much of the way I speak and the way I am is is a physical thing. 
And I just am never, I'm in, a, I'm in such a pure state of joy playing hockey that if I can channel just a bit of that, whether it's to get on stage or anything, then I'll, so I'll, t- I'll kind of relive a, you know, an amazing play from that week or something, or love it, or, or I even sometimes pretend I'm doing a slap shot or something if nobody's looking. <laughs> and today's speaking, you're out the back. <laughs> exactly. No, I have done that. I have actually done that. Yeah. Have you got any special requests? Yeah. Look, can you just put a little ice hockey rink out <laughs> out the back before I come <laughs> yes, on to the fifteen thousand? Take a few shots in the TED I audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next question I've got for you is. Um, the book or books that have had the biggest impact on your life, and I'm going to ask that open. Sure, you can answer that. However, um, I think the book that's that's easy. It's The Quiet American by Graham Greene, which I read late teens, probably early twenties, and it's about a journalist in a foreign correspondent in Southeast Asia, and it's that question of how much should a journalist get involved or engaged, engaged in what he's writing about, and mm-hmm. so on. So it. It was around the time that I was starting to think that I wanted to go out into the world and write about it, and that book just crystallized everything for me. No, nice. and I've gone back and read it. Since. I've never, I don't. T- I read a lot of novels in my spare time. I never read a book twice, but I've read that book twice. Are you planning an upcoming conference or company offsite? For the past 15 years, I've averaged speaking at over 50 events each year, and I still love presenting at conferences as much as I did when I first started. To explore the different presentations I offer on a range of topics and themes, including physical and psychological well-being, becoming burnout-proof, connection and belonging, that's a new area I'm, I'm really enjoying presenting on, neuroscience and behavior change, mental skills, and leadership and culture. Or if you'd like to understand our fully integrated conference experience with pre-event diagnostics, activities throughout the agenda, including the morning wake-up, energy breaks, team-building activities, and digital resources to embed learning, to find out more information and to download a brochure, go to andrewmay.com slash keynotes. Question five, what personal people have had the biggest influence on you? Um, would I think, I suppose, Martin Luther King, although I never met him personally, I think of Martin Luther King as my lodestar in a sense. I mean, he was somebody who understood, who loved language and understood the power and the majesty of words mm. to change you love words, the words. You? I do love yeah. words, yeah, yeah, I really do. And for me, so much of what writing is, is, I mean, there's nothing quite like, apart from a really good hockey game, there's nothing quite like just nailing a sentence or having two or three sentences to come together in a paragraph that's just perfect. That that is just transcendent for me. That's a moment of luminous Mm. happiness. So Martin Luther King understood, I, I know he felt that about language, but he also married that to the power language has to change our way of seeing being with each other speaking truth to power changing the world because i i've always wanted i've got to save the world complex (laughs) and i guess my way of saving the world is writing about it talking Mm. about it interesting you say him he's um fascinating like his life wasn't always easy um wasn't always probably the um had the 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 model person life no Um, he was a flawed yeah person as well Yeah. yeah but brilliant yeah yeah, and I'm flawed too. I, you know, I may be perfectionist, but <laughs> I'm deeply flawed, so I, I feel his pain. Yeah, I just think it's interesting. Maybe you're channeling some of him with your epiphanies. Yeah, I'd love to. Have, I'd love to. Whenever people ask me that question of who would you like to have at a dinner party, he'd be on my list. I'd like. I'd love to know more about 
just, I mean, I've read a lot about him and I studied him at, at university because when I did history, but I'd, I'd love to just hear it in his own voice, what mm. the what and the why, the when and the where and the how, and just to be beside him hearing that, I think it'd be extraordinary. Yeah, question, question six, we're gonna go over the other side mm -hmm. of the, the field. Uh, what's your number? What number do you want to live to? All oh, right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's it's my wife might be watching yeah, exactly. this. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Always uh, lie, Carl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> lie down or lie <laughs> up. Which way do you go? Depends on what the audience is. Um, what number would I like to live to? That's a, I, I don't actually have a fixed number because for me it's, which may be um, ducking the question, but I, I just feel like I, I want to check out when I'm ready to check out. You know, when I'm not, when I'm just not enjoying it enough anymore, that's when I want the the curtain to come down. I I, I don't know when that'll be. I'd I'd love it to be. I'd love to feel I've got at least another thirty, maybe forty years to go. Of oh, you got at you least twenty three. I'm coming back exactly right now. We got a date yeah. now in the diary. So I've got to. I've got to be good for that, that. I think that's the longest out date I've got at the moment. Twenty three years. We're catching up. Will they take that on an iPhone and the iCloud? I'm going to so. check it out yeah, afterwards once we're offline. I won't, so I can't give you a number, but yeah, I, that's that's the sort of way I would think about it. Yeah. Final question: What are you proudest of? What am I proudest of? What one thing? Hmm. Could be a couple. Yeah. Well, I suppose I I, I guess um, the, the the work I've done. I mean, the right. I suppose the writing I've done would be on the on the professional side, and then. And then, um, and then my children, my two kids. Nice. Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence Podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including Matchfit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM Edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. We'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.